Hello, and welcome to Appleton Engage Podcast. I'm your host, Timber Smith. And I'm Andy. Hey, Andy, what's going on? How is it going for you? It's Friday. Facts. That's so good. Fridays are so good. Appleton Engaged is a podcast that explores the many people, organizations, and resources that make our community a great place to live, work, and play. So whether you're a longtime resident or just getting to know Appleton, join us as we learn more about our community together. Absolutely. And we always come back with some captivating episodes. And so I'm so excited to learn about our next guest. So, Timber, can you introduce? I will introduce our guest this week is Matt Took, city assessor for the city of Appleton. What's going on, Matt? Hey, guys. How's it going, Andy? Timber? It's going pretty good. Well, once again, it's Friday. Yes. yes. It's awesome. I think it's something we can all celebrate together. Right. <laughs> totally. <laughs> all right. We're going to jump right in, Matt. Can you please tell us about yourself and your association with the uh, city of Appleton and the Fox Cities region? Yeah. So I've been involved with assessing, assessing work for about 20 years, and I've been with the city of Appleton the past 16 one of the kind of unique things about me is um, I'm actually part of a third generation of people in real estate. So my grandpa had a realty company back in La Crosse in the 60s and 70s. And then my dad ran an appraisal business in La Crosse in the 80s, 90s, early 2000s. And I've been doing assessing work now for the past 20 or so. And specifically... I've been in Appleton about 16 years, and I've lived in the Fox Cities area for that time. And I would say one of the really unique things about Appleton is people often want to hear kind of the sensational stories of being an assessor. And um, Wait a minute. There's sensational stories <laughs> associated with being an assessor? I love yeah. this. Yeah, exactly. And... What I always tell them, and it's kind of a disappointment, but actually the coolest part about my job is really the people, how welcoming they are, how many different people have welcomed me into their home, offered me something to drink, a place to sit, told me different things about the history of their home, their careers. And so we talked about this a little bit when we were at lunch, but I really feel that Appleton is really a unique community i would agree absolutely and people we have really big hearts here i totally agree with you on that yeah so you gave us background about it what does it mean to be an assessor yeah so i would say you know in short we are we are in charge of valuing all 26,000 unique properties. Whoa, 26,000? Correct. That's a lot. Absolutely. So whether they be single-family homes, uh, restaurants, office buildings, warehouses, whatever they are, we have to set the value on those properties. And not only that, but 
they have to be accountable to uh, the property tax owners, um, the the board of review, which hears our appeals, and also uh, to the court system ultimately. So, what is um? I kind of want to ask though, so what does that mean? <laughs> right? Like, I, I get it. So, assessors, you have to go out review property and kind of give it value right and yeah so if you think about it in the most simple terms an assessment is really just a way to distribute the property tax base according to the market value of the property got it so here in wisconsin and throughout the United States, we have what's called an ad valerum taxation system. It's Latin for according to value. So we pay more or less based on the market values of our properties. So it's incumbent upon us to have quality, defendable values in place right. on every property. Right, because if the property is misvalued, the taxing of it is misvalued. Exactly. That makes sense. Yep. Yes. Okay. So what is a typical workday looks like? (laughs) So a typical workday, we kind of, we work in cycles. So during the summer, a lot of times we do a lot of our field work. So kind of some of the basic things that we do is we inspect properties that sell. The reason is we actually will use sales to help us value properties that haven't sold. Hmm. And therefore, if you're going to base the value of a property on a property that sold, you better have actually had looked at the property, walked through it, interviewed the owner, and know a few things about that sale. So we spend a lot of our time investigating and researching sales to see and know if, for instance, was that sale one where potentially it was dated on the interior or it was very updated? What were the circumstances? Was there personal property included in the sale price that maybe you wouldn't know about? Right. So we do a lot of what we call validating the sales in the city. And then the other thing that we do, which most people are familiar with, is we'll take a look at permit work, like, say, additions, new garages, or basement finish. And we'll take a look at that and see if that, what kind of contributory value that might add. That makes sense. So, I mean, that's what those permits do. The permits kind of notify and say, hey, there might be more value here. Correct. And, you know, we also, every appraiser has their own neighborhood, so we'll drive through the neighborhoods. Sometimes we'll see different work going on. So it isn't just the permits that trigger that. It's all different types of things. So now I'm curious. So how is your work different from a standard appraiser's work? Well, yeah, I'm glad you asked that. So whenever you get a home loan, the bank will hire an independent appraiser. And essentially, the purpose of that is the bank wants to make sure that they're not loaning you more money than what the property is actually worth. Right. So they send out an independent person. Those people are uh, typically private business owners or they work 
for a private business. And an assessor is obviously works for the local municipality. And the purpose of the assessment is for the, and like I said, a tool to distribute the property taxes. So it's kind of similar, but then it's, it has a different functionality and responsibility. Is that right? Correct. Essentially, we're trying to get at the same thing, but for different purposes. Purpose. Does that make the valuation of a property different than like it might show up for a bank when they send an assessor? Well, that's I, a, I mean, is there different things that you're looking at in that assessment? Like, or, you know, essentially, I know what you're I think I know what you're getting at we're essentially looking at a lot of the same things. Right. The difference, though, is when an appraiser goes out and sets a value, they're looking at it as of the day that they're stepping on the property. Right. The assessor is governed by state law, and therefore we have to value property as it is January 1st. Oh, okay. It's kind of, and if you think about it, it does make sense. How would you value something that's under construction all year? Well, mm-hmm. the, the way that you do it is you look at it the way it sits the first day of that year. Mm-hmm. So if it's a foundation, that's what you would value. So oftentimes we're looking at the same types of things as an appraiser, but we're governed by different rules, and we may come up with something different because of the timing of it. That makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. And these are sometimes difficult topics people don't understand and then they confuse things. And, you know, I'm so thankful that you are here. And listeners, now you understand a lot of nitty-gritties of how appraisal work happens, how assessors work happens. So this is something really important for us. Well, I think it's a really super important thing, um, particularly for property owners. Um, Like it's something you're always curious about. Like you want to understand how... Well, how do how does this valuation even happen? What are they okay. looking at? And and knowing that there's someone who literally this is what they do. They have a team of people. You have a team of people, correct? Yeah, exactly. We have um, six total people in our office. Uh, five of us do actual appraisal work, and then we do have a property lister in our office who establishes new parcels records all the different sales that come in into our database. And then the city assessor position here in Appleton is somewhat unique because it's really a working position as well. So I'm actually out in the field as well, probably about half of the time that the rest of the staff. But Mm. I do have residential neighborhoods and commercial properties that I personally value as well. Is there something else about the position like that where we don't even know to ask? Like there's something else to it or that you yeah. do? Well, it is kind of unique. You know, whenever you type into a search engine, maybe you're walking through your neighborhood and you see something's listed and you type into your phone an address, you're kind of interested in what they're asking. There's a lot of different websites out there like um, Zillow, Redfin, mm. Realtor.com. I use Zillow. (laughs) Yeah, right. And all of that information that you're gathering and looking at that they're telling you how many square footage, how many bedrooms and baths, all the different details and amenities that they're recording actually originated with 
if it is in the city of Appleton, one of the members of our office collected that data at some point. Mm. So those different sites actually use our data and um, through open records requests, they pay for it. But um, all of that information that you find out there actually originated with our office and other communities that you might be looking for property in. Incredible. That's really interesting, actually. Because, mm -hmm. I mean, I think anyone that's looking at properties and it's just so convenient, you pick up your phone, you drive past something, you're like, I wonder how much that might be or mm -hmm. what they're asking or how many rooms are in that house and just do a quick search. Correct. All right. So can you tell us a little bit about the reevaluation of, of 2024 and um, what's the purpose of what was the purpose of that? Yeah. So actually, we're doing a revaluation for 2023. OK. So this would impact property tax bills that would be received in December at the end of this year. Mm -hmm. So maybe I'll put this back on you guys. If you were going to answer the question, what do you think the purpose of an assessor's department revaluing everything is, what do you think the average person might say? That, well, if I'm going to be 100% uh, honest, I'm going to say uh, property value is going up. Exactly. Right. My answer, too. <laughs> but ultimately, why would an assessor's department embark on such a big task? What, what do you think the average person might say? Well, the whole market has changed. Oh, yeah. The money value is going up. Money value is going property up. Property values yeah. are going up. Which, yeah. which I just think we've kind of, everybody understands that. Like we've watched that uh, a home boom that kind of happened uh, after COVID or during COVID. And like, I would assume like this is almost, is this almost like catch up? Yeah. Yeah. I mean. So this is kind of what it, like I believed before I got into the profession and what I hear a lot, but the, oftentimes the biggest misconception is that you do a revaluation to raise more money for a municipality. Oh, okay. So I really am grateful for this opportunity so that I can kind of put that misconception to rest. Let's clear the air. Mm -hmm. All right. Yeah, so... The fir first reason that we do a revaluation is, number one, is it's required by state law. So according to 70.055 of Wisconsin state law, municipalities actually are required to be have assessments that are within 10% of market value at least once in a five-year period. So that's kind of the bare minimum that a municipality has to achieve. We have not been within 10% of market value. We're going into our third year. Right. So the, the ultimate reason of why we're doing one is because of that state requirement and making sure that we don't, as a city, fall out of compliance with that. Right. But there is a bigger purpose to why you would revalue everything. And really... It's not about raising more money. It's about redistributing the existing tax base that already exists. Mm. So if I could kind of try to flesh that out a little bit. 
if a city's operating budget is $60 million for a given year, and the following year they determine that they only need $60 million again, and then a revaluation occurs, really what you're seeing is just a redistribution of who pays what of that $60 million. Right. So in order for a municipality to raise more money, they actually have to raise that budget amount. And so a revaluation in and of itself doesn't raise more tax. Mm-hmm. So... So it's just a distribution of the money, which becomes different for every household, right? Correct. Yeah, and it takes a little bit more nuanced detail to kind of get in to really flesh this out a little bit. But if you think about it, different neighborhoods within the city have higher demand than other neighborhoods, whether you're talking about the central city here, kind of what we call like our character neighborhoods, Older older stuff versus um, the demand for properties on the far north side where they're building versus some of our homes or neighborhoods that have a lot of like 1950s and 60s basic ranch homes. All of these different neighborhoods appreciate at different levels. There's more demand. Right. And to kind of take this one step further, when you're looking at different submarkets, for instance, um, single family homes versus duplexes versus apartment buildings, warehouses, office buildings, each one of those as well has its own set of, of demand and it appreciates or possibly depreciates at different levels. So the purpose of a revaluation is over time, what happens is an inequity or an unfairness creeps into the taxation system. And so the purpose of it really is to address that and to get everybody back up to, to market value. Right. So that makes sense. Actually, um, this is really good explaining it because I think um, you're right. I think people have assumptions. So to actually hear the the real reasoning behind it, I think that's like it's powerful. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, the effect of it then is that after a revaluation, the city doesn't necessarily get any more money, but some people do pay more because their value has gone up more. Right. Some pay less. And others stay about the same. So so is there the community can do something to educate themselves in this matter? Like, you know, I'm sure a lot of listeners don't even understand these nuanced things. Mm-hmm. So while the revaluation comes to them, can they educate themselves beforehand? Absolutely. Yeah, we're going to um, have a lot of resources available on our website that mm-hmm. kind of talk a little bit about this if people are interested. But I would actually suggest that people become a little bit more familiar with the sales and the listings in their neighborhoods Mm -hmm. if they are kind of curious about this type of thing. Right. One of the things that is really important to us is actually, you know, to be transparent about what we're doing. 
And so what we're going to do is we're going to put all the sales out on our website that we've used to set these numbers ah. so that folks have what we've used essentially to, to come up with the numbers and can take a look for themselves. And then we'll also, for people that um, maybe like to work with hard copies or whatever, we'll, we will have those available in our office as well. Oh, so so they can actually come and pick up a hard copy of these, your what you use to make these valuations from these. What do you call those comps? Um, yeah, exactly. If if you've ever looked at, if you ever had an appraisal done for financing mm -hmm. purposes, you'll see in there they call them comparable sales, right? And they make adjustments for likeness and differences to the property that they're valuing. And it's the same thing that we really do, too, is we, whenever we set a value, we select what we feel is most comparable. And um, so then if a person does call with a concern, we're able to kind of show them, well, this is why we did what we did. That's awesome. Is there any additional info you feel is important for the listeners to know? Yeah, I do, actually. Just so people are kind of aware and know sort of what to expect, we're going to be, people should anticipate receiving their new assessment around um, at the beginning of September. And then what we've done is actually we've set aside three weeks of time, and it's called Open Book. And this is the specific time where people who have concerns can either email, call, stop down, and we can show them how we came up with our number. But more importantly, if this is the opportunity of a property owner to present any evidence that maybe we weren't aware of. Right. And I would say that that would probably take the form of just, say, um, a recent appraisal, uh, perhaps they've been working with a realtor and there's a different number or maybe there's just something that we're unaware of some type of uh, major repair or some kind of issue that that we're, we maybe don't know about this would be their opportunity then to uh, stop in and talk a little bit in an informal way it's good to know that that's even that you even have the opportunity to do something like that yeah Almost like an appeals process. Yeah, it's uh, very informal. Okay. We like that. Um, so can you, Matt, please share a narrative that will help our li listeners understand even more or the importance of what you do or what your what assessors do? Well, like a lot of jobs at the city, you know, you can – think that you know your position is a little bit underrated but i would say that you know we're really guardians of the tax base i would call it you know just in the same way that we don't make more money for the city when we raise values we also don't receive less when we lower them mm -hmm. and so if you think about it in that terms if we become sloppy about what we do and i call it sort of that cable company mentality where anybody that calls the cable company gets a little something right 
in our office, if we simply lower values for no good reason, that property tax base shifts to other people. And that also causes inequity. So we, anytime that we make a change, we want to make sure that it's founded on good information and that it would stand up to appeals. And in that way, people can, people don't mind so much paying their property taxes as long as they know that it's done fairly and equitably. Right. And that's really where we come in. And that's the narrative. And that's what's important about what we do. Okay. You, you kind of discussed this, but I'm going to ask anyway. Is there anything that our community, our listeners, can do to be helpful? Yeah. I would say just um, try to educate yourself on the process, sort of what we were speaking about a little bit earlier. We, you know, according to the, there's a lot of different statistics out there. Um, the multiple listing service, for instance, is a, a good, good resource for what's happening currently in the residential markets. You know, going out again to our website and seeing what kind of resources that we have, just getting familiar what's, with what's going on in the market. All of those types of things, I think, will, will benefit people, and they probably will not be as surprised once they kind of research for themselves when they receive their assessment notice in September, they'll kind of already have a good understanding of where we're coming from, where the value is coming from. So Matt, when do you think this information will be available to them, whether on the website or the social media? So how they're going to get this information? Yeah. So in the, in August, we're going to, we're going to try to keep our sales list as up to date as possible. Mm-hmm. So if they want to begin looking in August prior to the new assessment notices coming out, we'll have information available for them. So listeners, you need to check our website regularly, the assessor's office website, where they will upload all the important information you need. So make sure that you kind of get into that mode in August and look for all the information. If you don't find one, there will be an email listed there where you can send your queries in case something is not clear. Always make sure that you are informing yourself with the authentic information instead of misinforming yourself. Yes. Uh, what we will also do is we will make sure that we put this contact information in the podcast notes. Um, so we will have a link to the assessor's office. And with with uh, and we'll just have a way that you can correspond with that office. Absolutely. So, Matt, do you want to send some shout-outs to your team or anyone you feel like should be not, you know, noted in this conversation? Yeah, absolutely. I'd like to recognize our staff who's been working diligently for over 18 months Wow! Uh, to put this together. It's been quite the undertaking. We take a lot of pride in what we do. We try to come up with a nice product for the citizens of Appleton like to thank um, a couple of my mentors, longtime people, Deanne Brosman, former city assessor, Tim Smith, former deputy assessor, and um, just want to thank them for um, all their mentorship through the years. Awesome. Hey, that, that's fabulous. 
All right. It's time for us to start wrapping up now. So what we want to say is thank you for spending time with us and uh, giving us a listen and taking time to learn a little bit about the city. Uh, as you know, we are a work in progress. Uh, please reach out to us. Let us know how we're doing. Um, reach out to us and let us know if you'd like to be a guest or if you have any suggestions for guests. Uh, you can reach us at diversity at appleton.org. Once again, that is diversity at appleton.org. Also, listeners, please take the time to leave a review and subscribe to this podcast so um, others can also learn about Appleton Engaged. And do not forget to share it. Thank you for tuning in. And until next time, stay engaged, stay informed, and keep spreading the light of compassion and community. Goodbye.